Welcome to the Glory Tellers Podcast. We're your hosts, Emily, Caitlin, and Beth Ann. Here we share stories of people who are doing extraordinary things in the midst of their ordinary lives. All for the glory of God. We are so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have Jackie Smith with us. Jackie is here to share her story of infertility and the journey to growing her precious family. She is also quite the entrepreneur. She makes the prettiest jewelry from bracelets to rings to the cutest Apple watch bands you have ever seen in your whole life. (laughs) So she'll tell us a little about running her small business too. We are so happy to have you with us today, Jackie. Welcome on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) Hi, Jackie. Hello. (laughs) So to start off, we just want to know a little about you, where you're from, If you have a husband, you know, the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I'm from Owensboro, Kentucky originally and grew up a little bit outside of town in a little rural community called Utica. And um, I grew up on a little tiny farm. So we had a few cows, pigs, you know, the corn and soybean alternating years and uh, really mm-hmm. fun, quiet upbringing with two older brothers. Uh, that sounds like an oxymoron, quiet with two older brothers. But <laughs> just being out in the country was just beautiful and absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. And then um, I grew up, went to Western Kentucky University and um, majored in broadcasting and then decided later I wanted to go back and get my master's in communication so that I could teach at the collegiate level. So I did that for a little bit, taught like public speaking and interpersonal communication. Absolutely loved it. Hopefully Mm. one day when I have grown kids, maybe, maybe do that again on the side. Um, I have an awesome husband. Um, we've been married since 2014 and, um, have a little one and a little one on the way. And I know we'll get into all that later, but, um, but just, uh, lovely life and uh get to work from home and um just very blessed in many ways well jackie this is caitlin here i'm another kentucky girl so love having a kentucky girl in here (laughs) (laughs) well can you tell us a little bit more about jackie blue handmade and how that came to be sure yeah so my mom owns a salon and boutique in owensboro she's been in business for ever since i was a kid So that's been, oh man, 30 years probably. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, in her salon, she always had like costume jewelry and purses. And when I would see her jewelry, I would be like, mom, I can make this stuff for you. And Mm -hmm. so I started doing that. And this was probably Mm -hmm. like about, I guess, like 11 years ago. Um, So I would start making pieces really for her to wear and then like for friends to wear And then other people started seeing it like, oh, well, hey, can you make me one of those? Or can you make me this? Like whatever the trendy thing was. And so Mm -hmm. I started to learn how to make different items and I started to really enjoy it. And it became kind of therapeutic and a way to like, you know, just kind of get lost in creating. And um, then it kind of, it grew from there and um, was a hobby for a while. And then um, luckily it expanded later. We've had a lot of creative ladies on the show. It's really awesome. I I mean, just these women who are just so creative and have families and just do it all. Mm -hmm. Um, So you told us that you have a little girl, right? And then you have one on the way. Yes, ma'am. So share with us your story, your journey with infertility um, and how you ended up with almost two baby girls. Okay. (laughs) 
it is quite the story. <laughs> quite, <laughs> well, let's hear it. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, quite the journey that uh, me and my husband have been on. So whenever he and I got married, it wasn't long after um, that we, I remember we were sitting in a restaurant and I think it was like Valentine's evening. We were having a date and I just kind of posed the question. I was like, are you ready to start having kids? And he's like, sure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> so it was, our, I, I vividly remember that because it was such an exciting moment, just thinking, you know, of everything that could be. Um, mm-hmm. So then, you know, started trying at that point and a couple months went by nothing's happening and uh you know I took the old trip to the OB (laughs) (laughs) hey is everything good and uh sadly they discovered it was not good um Mm -hmm. so I had lots of blood work done and they found out that I have what's called premature ovarian failure and that is the loss of like egg function or ovarian function at a really Mm -hmm. young age. And so that was quite shocking, um, Mm -hmm. especially when they use the word postmenopausal. And I was Mm. 28 years old at that time. Mm. Um, So of course, uh, you know, after the shock sort of wore off, that took a while. um, Mm -hmm. They started talking to me about options. of course, adoption was a great option that we looked into. Mm-hmm. And then we were also presented with the option to use an egg donor. And I mm-hmm. that's something that I had never really heard of because, I, I mean, mm-hmm. why would I? Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought about it and we prayed about it. And we were like, hmm, okay, that's an interesting option. Uh, that gives my husband the opportunity to pass on his good looks and, (laughs) and, uh, you know, me, the opportunity to carry uh, a child and experience pregnancy. So Mm -hmm. we did, um, a lot of thinking about that, uh, research, a lot of praying, um, I, I joined a lot of like Facebook support groups to kind of understand what that route meant. Mm-hmm. And, um, I realized that, okay, so an egg donor, you know, that that's replacing me, that, that is finding someone that's going to replace me. So mm-hmm. I like, it's very interesting because when you start to look for an egg donor, there's actually egg donor sites where you mm-hmm. see, it's almost like dating websites. It's very strange because mm-hmm. you see like their picture and like, education level and what their interests are and you're like this is so strange <laughs> it's a very unique uh, situation to go through yeah but after a lot of like praying and thinking about it I decided that I wanted to go with like a known egg donor I wanted um I wanted someone that my child would have the opportunity to know and be a part of their life if they chose because Genetics are important. People want to know where they come from. And so I wanted, I really wanted to find somebody that could be a part of my child's life, like, like an aunt or, you know, whatever capacity that my child chooses. That's, that's Mm -hmm. their choice. Mm -hmm. That's their story. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I actually asked a cousin and, and she was wonderful and she was, um, so on board and like immediately went to go get, um, blood work and, she, uh, at the time she was 38 years old, which to me is still young, but in the mm-hmm. infertility world, mm-hmm. unfortunately, 
they didn't feel mm-hmm. like she was a great candidate for like for success you know what uh-huh. i'm saying like i'm gonna be yeah. paying a lot of money um that's not gonna be your best option for success and mm-hmm. so you know i was kind of bummed about that because i was like oh that would still be like a genetic link to me you know that's yeah. interesting but it, you know it, it wasn't meant to be and that that was fine and obviously now i look back and i'm so thankful but um so then <laughs> the the strangest part of my journey, I was scrolling through Facebook one night, an acquaintance of mine kind of popped up, and she was a younger girl. Um, let's see, she's how much younger than me? Maybe eight years younger than me, uh, in the same sorority as me at Western, but was a lot younger, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But I went back after I graduated to help a little bit. So I knew who she was. She knew who I was. And that's why we were friends on Facebook. Um, And I was like, she looks so like fun and vibrant and adventurous. And we have similar features and she's a Christian and just, she just, I don't know, something spoke to me about her. Mm -hmm. And so I was sitting in bed, my husband was sleeping and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send her a message. <laughs> and, I love it. And I did. I sent her a message and I started it by saying, this is probably the strangest compliment <laughs> that you'll ever receive in your life. <laughs> I told her, I said, um, here's the situation. This is what my husband and I are going through. But I said, you know, when I was scrolling through these donor sites, I was like, man, where is, where is she? Where, where are you on these sites? Like if you were on these sites, I would totally, you know, <laughs> you. and she said, she responded, well, crazy enough, I am planning on being uh, an egg donor. Like I'm planning on being <laughs> on one of those sites because I I've already spoken to um like a, a clinic about being a, a donor and have filled out paperwork. But if you would like me to donate to you, I would be more than happy to. And I'll pull my application and all that. And I was like, what? What? Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Are what? you kidding me? Plot twist. So, <laughs> so that's where our journey um, begins, really, like where the really exciting parts uh, begin. Um, we moved forward with her. And she is such an important part of our life. And we are mm-hmm. so, so thankful that, Channing and Sylvia will have the opportunity to know her and you know in whatever capacity that they want they they know her I mean in in my opinion and and I know you all aren't in the egg donor world or recipient Uh world but it's very taboo for recipient parents like me to use the word genetic mother but to me Mm -hmm. that is what she is that's science okay Mm -hmm. so to me it is insanely important to be open you know with Channing and Sylvia and and let them let them label her how they choose but Mm -hmm. that might be what they see her as you know Mm -hmm. I don't know so I have to be very willing and open and understanding and come with an open heart you know to them as they get older and start to understand the unique situation you know that they were brought into so Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that I can be that for them but yeah, we ended up going through, let's see, two rounds of like embryo transfers and the first two failed. And mm. then um, like I had positive pregnancy tests and, and they uh, went away. So it was really more like a chemical pregnancy. I, mm-hmm. I hate to label it miscarriage because I think miscarriage is such a strong and very heartbreaking 
you know, situation and a chemical mm-hmm. is not, not very far along. You might get a positive and then it goes away in a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, then the third try, we actually put in two embryos and we were blessed with Miss Channing. Mm-hmm. So we were very thankful for that. And then um, we obviously three years later tried again and we were very blessed that the first transfer for a sibling worked. And yes. now we're expecting our baby girl, Sylvia Richie Smith. That's so, so exciting. And how far along are you? I will be 27 weeks tomorrow. I feel oh, like cool. I'm a million weeks. <laughs> oh, we know. Oh, yeah. We know that oh. feeling. Yes. And is Channing excited about a baby sister? Oh, my goodness. She is beside herself. She comes up and kisses my belly all the time. And she oh. actually named the baby early on. We asked her, like, what do you want to name her? You know, like a nickname. I thought she would say, like, dinosaur. Or right. Or <laughs> but she named her Mercy which I thought was absolutely precious. And I'm like, where have you heard that word before? You know, I I have no idea, but that's what she continues to call her is baby mercy. which I think is so endearing and just lovely. And did you have the same donor for the second transfer? Yes. So we actually had embryos remaining. So we, Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. We had, um, when we did the retrieval with our donor, um, we ended up getting 11 embryos okay yeah yep gotcha Gotcha. I think that I love that part in your story where you shared that you know you guys were praying about it and then you felt led to reach out to this other woman and it seemed really weird and bold but you did it anyway (laughs) and then the quote-unquote coincidence right of her actually already being in the process of egg donation I mean, I just don't see how you can look at that and think, you know, that that was not God. Like, I know it just that had to be a Holy Spirit mm-hmm. about that girl. I yeah. mean, that's just that's I my mom told me at some point along the way, you know, that when you are praying and in the word um, that there really is no such thing as coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's that's just what that's part of your story made me think about. So. Yeah, absolutely. I love Amen. that. Yeah, it was definitely a God thing for sure. Yeah. Well, you are such a positive person and your strong faith has been evident as I followed along with your journey. I would imagine that your faith has been tested along the way and that there have been highs and lows. Can you tell us a little about how this journey has affected your faith and your walk with Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when I first found out about my diagnosis, um, there, there was a lot of asking why like why me why is like this you know natural thing that a woman should be able to do why why is it that I can't do it you know it's not possible Mm -hmm. um so there was a lot of questioning I would say there was a little bit of anger at times um definitely Mm -hmm. sadness lots of mourning the loss of passing on my genetics um that definitely Mm -hmm. happened um but uh, I remember being in church and this was probably after, I can't remember if it was after the first failed cycle or the second failed cycle, um, mm-hmm. and cycle meaning like embryo transfer. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't remember which one it was, but my pastor, uh, said a quote, um, by Timothy Keller. He said, God will either give you what you ask for in prayer or 
give you what you would have asked for if you knew everything that he knew. Mm-hmm. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it got me out of my funk and <laughs> it, it really opened my eyes like, oh yeah, like I'm praying. And I mean, yes, it's not going to look like what, you know, I thought it was going to look like. It's not going to be the mm-hmm. traditional way, but it's going to be better. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what's going to happen, but God knows. And God knows mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be way better. And so that quote has like, I mean, it just like changed my life in that right. moment. And it has just stuck with me. And if you look on like my website or like Etsy, I, I put that quote by Timothy Keller on everywhere. Cause it just hit me so hard and really like, it kind of jolted me. It was like, wake up. Like, right. you don't, you can't, you you can't set the tone for what's going to happen. God God already has it planned out. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that that really, you know, I guess lit a fire under me and, and made me realize that, you know, things are going to be fine. And then, of course, whenever I laid eyes on Channing, I was like, oh, well, that's why. Mm-hmm. And I was able to answer my why me, why this, why now, why, you know, all right. the, why this heartache. <laughs> And I look at her, I'm like, well, there you go. (laughs) Question answered. And (laughs) same same with, you know, Sylvia on the way, like, well, there you go. There's my other, other answer. Mm -hmm. So, and so in, in this, what else have you learned about yourself and what have you learned about your marriage? How has your marriage been strengthened? Um, Or maybe some of the difficulties you all have had in this journey. Um, One thing I've learned about myself is that like, I'm a make it happen kind of gal. Like, um, obviously having God on my side is just amazing. Cause he's really the one that's going to make it happen. But you also have mm-hmm. to like put the effort in, you got to go, right. you know, <laughs> you can pray, but you also got to take action, you know? Yeah. So I'm very much like a make it happen kind of gal. Like I'm, I'm a gal, like I needed that done yesterday. <laughs> You're in so, good company. <laughs> yeah. So I, I realized that about myself and, and just how positive of a person I can be. Like I, I try to look at everything from a positive life. It, like, it makes life so much more, I don't know, exciting to, mm-hmm. to look at everything yeah. from a positive light. Um, my marriage. Oh my goodness. My husband, he is so awesome. He just is super like easy going and laid back and just, um, during all of like the, the failed cycles and just anything that I was stressed about. I mean, just him simply saying like, we're, we're going to be fine. You know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're going to get through this. Like that gave me so much peace. Uh, I mean, I can't even explain it because he's just so, I don't know. He's just, he just gives me a lot of peace whenever he's, you know, it's like, it's all good. We're going to get through this Mm -hmm. together. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And he would just hold me. Like I, I've definitely had nights where I would be bawling, you know, laying in bed, just, falling because I'm like what is this nonsense mm-hmm. that I'm going through? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he would just hold me and be like it's it's all gonna be good it's all gonna mm-hmm. be good so yeah he's he's been a huge support obviously I couldn't do it without him yeah <laughs> I love your transparency about you know yes it's been hard yeah but oh, you can yeah. definitely you can hear that <laughs> that positivity just like radiating through your voice really and your can. laughter and um I mean I know that's God in you and I just love it I just thank you I want to just sit and listen to you for hours. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you have that like Southern voice. Oh, that no. I just want to, I'm like, keep yeah. talking. Keep talking. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, she wasn't broadcasting. She that's was true. Not, not in the wrong place there. <laughs> 
Yeah. And this is Emily here. I Hello. actually did interpersonal communications and speech. I mean, I, I loved them. Those were my favorite classes yes. in college. I loved it. <laughs> They're cringing. They're looking at me <laughs> like know. you. Everybody's scared of it. Everybody's scared of like public speaking. Uh, Yeah. Which is why I love to do it because, um, you know, I try to make the students feel at ease. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just love your outlook on everything. I mean, from an outsider's perspective, while the egg donor story has never, I've never come across that before. I have seen people um, who have done the embryo adoptions where they adopt out of, um, People who have, I guess, the embryos from IVF and they don't want to transfer anymore. Um, I've seen those before. And, you know, it's like I have friends who've adopted. I have friends that have children biologically. And the common denominator here is love. I mean, love makes a family. I know that you probably did mourn the genetics. I I understand that completely. But, like, we are all in God's family. Like, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ, like we are all still in the same family. And I think that when you can have that eternal perspective for your life, Mm -hmm. I mean, what an impact you are making. And just the fact that you came across this girl on Facebook, like what? Of course God (laughs) would do that because that means that Channing and now Sylvia, they had a place and a purpose on this earth and you assisted in that, you know? Um, that's, uh, I love your story so much. So what has been the most surprising thing to you about motherhood? Um, what is your favorite thing about being a mom? Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. So most surprising thing about motherhood is probably how much patience that you acquire. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs> I mean, it's just wild. Uh, like a few minutes before this, my daughter was making like some obnoxious noise and it was over mm-hmm. and over and over. And I've always <laughs> been like super sensitive to that, like the same yes. noise over and over again. And I'm just like, it's amazing the amount of patience that you, you know, you yeah. gain because you just love them and she's having a blast. And I'm like, I'm not going to ruin her fun. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that's probably the most surprising thing about motherhood. Um, and then what was the second part of the question? What's your favorite thing about being a mom? Oh, my favorite thing is like the innocent, unconditional love that children mm-hmm. have. It's like, it's like, um, you know, at this age, it's like a dog. They love you no matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible analogy. Oh I don't God. mean my, I don't mean my kids are like dogs, but you know how dogs just <laughs> yeah. love you no matter yes. what, if you have a bad day, that is how, you know, Channing is. She just like, even if I'm like irritable or tired, I mean, she just like, can I get a hug? And if she just oh. love, you know, you all know, I mean, kids just love so purely and that's my favorite thing. And, and watching her learn and like some of the most, I mean, she says some of the most hilarious things. I'm like, mm-hmm. what in the world did you hear that? So that I get a kick out of that and just watching her enjoy life you know, I don't know. Yes. That's a lot of things. That's not one thing. But... No, that's perfect. <laughs> so what about some encouragement you could share with someone else that is experiencing infertility, um, exploring ways to grow their family? What would you have to say to them? Instead of encouragement, I have more of like a challenge um, for men and women that are going through infertility. So I know whenever uh, I was early in my journey and you know, there's tons of baby announcements and you're getting invited to baby showers. And I know that that 
can often become a, a real challenge for men mm-hmm. and women that are going um, through infertility. Um, but my challenge for men and women that feel discouraged by that is to turn that around um, and change your perspective on it and look at that as hope and and try to separate their joy from your heartache because guess what? One day that's going to be you. Mm-hmm. That's going to be you celebrating and being joyful. And you're going to want your friends and family to be joyful with you. So I, I always try to encourage men and women to try to just just look at that different, just come with a different perspective because otherwise it's going to bog you down because, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, it's hard to uh, scroll through Facebook and not see a sweet little baby's face. So like, mm-hmm. try just try to change your perspective. and like, oh, hey, that's hope right there. Like that's mm-hmm. going to be me one day. And these people are going to be joyful with me uh, mm-hmm. soon. So that would be my, um, I would try to challenge them, you know, to do that and encourage them to just come with a little bit more uh, positive perspective. And I think a lot of people do have positive perspective, but some people really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I can attest to that. Just, you know, our struggle with having kids was much shorter than yours, but even with just one miscarriage and it being pretty early on, yeah. I had a lot of issues with what you're talking about. Yes. It's, <laughs> I it's, mean, it's, it's, it's hard. so, yes, it's so hard and you feel that way and you don't want to feel that way. Yes. Um, you have a right, you have a right to feel that way. You have a right yeah. to mourn and be sad and, you know, whatever you need to go through, you have a right to do that. I'm not trying to discourage anybody from being sad or feeling, you know, how they feel, but. Right. But I love that, that mm-hmm. challenge and viewing that as hope for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that would have really helped me mm-hmm. for someone to have said that. Back yeah. then. So yeah. thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That really is such a unique way to spin it. And I think it just echoes through your whole story mm-hmm. where we can see that. And I think too, I mean, we could apply that to so many other ways that we, you know, look at and compare ourselves to other people at different stages of life. Absolutely. That is wisdom right there, girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Well, we like to end, we get a little serious and heavy sometimes on these podcasts. (laughs) So we like to end um, with a few little off the cuff questions that we, um, just some fun questions. Okay. We're going to ask a few of those. Um, So we'll get started first with your jewelry. What is your favorite piece or type of jewelry to make? Um, okay. So I absolutely love, I have a couple pieces on my website that are like birthstone related. So I make birthstone necklaces and then birthstone bracelets. And I absolutely love putting those together because we use like unique stones to represent birthstone month, like colors, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like emerald and ruby and diamond. So I have like lots of different unique beads that we'll kind of put together like if a mom has, you know, four or five kids and they'll have four or five different beads. Mm. And, and I just really love to see how those kind of, um, I don't know how they look, you know, mm-hmm. all the colors put together. So I love that because they're always really special and meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also love making uh, wrap bracelets, like bracelets that like, you know, wrap around two or three times because you can make them look like it's two or three different bracelets and it's kind of fun to color coordinate. So those are probably mm-hmm. my favorites to make. I love all of your jewelry so much. Thank and you. I am currently wearing a black bee ring from you. Oh, cool. so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Super fun. I like making rings too. Yeah. Yeah. It's all so fun and pretty and unique. Yeah, it is yeah. unique. So over the years, have you seen, has your jewelry making evolved uh, throughout like your journey? Um, 
yes and no. Like, I feel like my style is pretty, uh, I mean, I feel like you could spot it, you know, I, I think it's, it speaks for itself. I mean, I think Beth Ann, maybe it was you early on that mentioned my Apple watch bands. Like mm-hmm. that is something I've been making for years. That is, I mean, maybe not anymore, but it used to be very unique, <laughs> one of a kind, but I would say there's probably a lot more people that make them now, but, um, but I mean, mine are, you won't find any that look like my Apple watch bands. And um, so I think, yeah. uh, I think my style is my style. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like you could probably spot it. Uh, yeah. yeah. It hasn't transformed that much. I probably need to. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I love it. I've recommended your watch bands to a lot of people because yours are really the first I had seen that weren't just the regular old mm-hmm. Apple bands. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They're super, just, it makes them a little fancier instead of. It does. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Makes it fancy. Mm-hmm. I read something recently about for like creative people that, um, that you basically, you create the market, you know, the market doesn't create your art. So you're yeah. definitely doing that with your unique spin on cool. it. And I always give credit to my customers because, um, like a lot of times customers will come to me and be like, Hey, I have an idea. I want like, they don't know exactly what they want, but they want like these colors and this, whatever, whether it's a bracelet, a watch band, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'll execute that. And then I show them, they love it. I post a picture of it and then everybody else wants it. So oh. I give my customers credit because they're the ones that are coming up with a lot of, you know, the designs. Cause you know, they come to me with, I want, you know, a certain color combination or whatever it is. And that kind of, I mean, they're really my inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> now in order to be pregnant have a baby <laughs> do all, everything that you're doing with your business do you drink coffee like what's what's keeping you going here <laughs> I do um I didn't drink coffee before I had a kid <laughs> but honestly I don't know does white chocolate mochas from Starbucks does that count as coffee because oh it yeah, does that's my, oh it does <laughs> that is my jam it's <laughs> it's a sickness and <laughs> I order it extra hot and they uh-huh. always they always want to give me a stopper because they think like oh you're not going to drink it now because it's going to mm. burn your mouth but I do <laughs> <laughs> you have a tough tongue. Yeah, I guess I so. Get right in there. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. I've always heard people order it extra hot, but I've never actually known someone. So. <laughs> <It's> me. <laughs> Here, I'm like, can you give me the child's temperature, please? <laughs> that's hilarious. So I can drink it like that's right my, now. That's my husband. He's like, you are crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what about, do you have a favorite vacation destination? I actually know that you went somewhere recently, so I'm interested yeah. to hear if that's it. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably one of them. Um, I'm sure <laughs> you're referring to Disney. Yes. Yeah. So we've gone there the last couple of years. Um, I'm really funny. Like the beach is so fun, but when you have a toddler it, you don't get to relax like that is, yeah. to me whenever I, I think of the beach I'm like I think I want to go sit on the sand close my eyes and enjoy it. and you can't you can't do that with a toddler and mm-hmm. I mean obviously I would take a toddler over the beach any day but I'm like <laughs> I would rather go do explore have an experience you know since my toddler is so busy like I'd rather just let's just go do a, have a fun experience so we've gone to Disney the last couple of years and even uh, when I was pregnant with Channing, we went, um, and we do mm-hmm. like just like a long weekend and go for two days and it's just so much fun. And obviously it's even more fun watching her experience everything. So we really 
we love doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but my favorite place, like that, I would like to go back to is Maui. Uh, we mm. actually took Channing there. We went with all of our family. It's it was a blessing that like all of my mom, like my my brothers and like their kids. I mean, we all went to Maui and some cousins and aunts, and it was oh, it was what I imagine heaven looks like. Mm. Oh. It was just, perfection there mm-hmm. i mean i don't think that they have spiders <laughs> like i mean it was just absolutely beautiful and the weather was perfect so i would love to go back there mm-hmm. i have never heard of anyone going to hawaii and hating it so yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you can't hate it <laughs> yeah um so we do want to make sure we let everybody know where they can find you online and where they can find um, your jewelry. So can you tell us where to find you? Sure. Yeah. On Instagram and on Facebook, it would be Jackie Blue Handmade. And it's just J-A-C-K-I-E-B-L-U-E Handmade. And then same for the website. It's JackieBlueHandmade.com. Nice. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We are just so thankful for you and we know that it will help other people. I feel like there are so many people that I've come across that, you know, have some sort of infertility um, struggle. And I just think that sharing your story will really help people. So thanks for being willing to come on. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on the show today. We hope that you have been encouraged by the story that you just heard. Our heart is that the more you share our podcasts, the more we can proclaim God's glory and we can inspire others to live on mission right where they are. We challenge you to notice people around you and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Please subscribe to share and rate our podcast. Do you or someone you know have a story that we could share? Send us a message at glorytellerspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram to further the encouragement and details for upcoming shows at Glorytellers. And as always, don't forget to check out the show notes for more resources. See you next time.